Hey, it's John from Level the Playing Field. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. We're on TikTok at LPF Podcast, Instagram at LPF Podcast, and Twitter at LPF Podcast 86. And while you're at it, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you're listening to our podcast. what that means um apparently john really wants the world record guinness world record john tell us about all of the horrific things you would do to acquire such a record yeah so it's obviously spurred on by a story i read but i was thinking like what sort of like menial task like what sort of like pointless thing could i do that no one's ever thought of and do it for long enough that it could be a world record and like contacting the organization, making sure it's verified so that it's not um, up for debate. So like, it can't be something like sitting and watching something that's already there. People are spending far too much time sitting and watching like days upon days, hours upon hours. Like there's this guy who like planked for like, 12 hours like i'm like i couldn't do that anyways but like do it for 12 minutes 12 seconds so like things like that like it would have to be something related to like i'm not having to maintain something so whether it's like i don't know it would even be like I, i couldn't even like grow my beard long enough like i'm thinking something i just would just let happen like i just i know i wouldn't be able to do that um maybe it'd be like something that like i just put somewhere and i let it go for a set amount of time and then like i ate it like french fries or like some type of like food and you just put it away for a long time and then have it like from here from like this day this year and then like 20 years later and then i eat it and then like that's never been done before and then I get the world record for but that. I don't think it's possible to set a record that way. What, sure, a little bit longest I, time. Longest how do you time verify? How do you verify that that food has been there that amount of time? You gotta, you gotta keep keeping track. You gotta contact the organization. Like, hey, take a look. Still here, over and over. So this is why you, you you're gonna puzzle and question me on this. But the reason why I bring this up is because the story is that there's the Guinness record record for oldest living dog is 31 years oh, old I did see this. 31 years old it's an old dog it's two dogs but now this record has been suspended uh for investigative purposes because one picture shows the dog with white on the bottom of top its, of, the paws. of the paws and when the dog was first recorded for this record uh, there is no white on the top of the paws, just solid brown all the way through. I think you have it backwards, but yeah. Well, regardless, the paws look different in these pictures. And so, like, wow, like, this is the, the length that someone would potentially go to get a world record. They would have two dogs and try to do the prestige on us and get this world record. Only not twins. Maybe they were twins. You don't know. They just took two t- different pictures. And the one twin lived for 31 years. And like, oh, yeah, see, like, I'll just use this picture because they didn't care about this one twin dog first. But because it lived longer, then they're like, oh, we don't have any good pictures of you when you were younger. Just all smoke and mirrors. But in that instance, like, one of those dogs would still have lived 31 years. Which would make it a valid record. No, but it's suspended. It's suspended. We're not saying it's not true. Maybe it still is true. Anyways. Prestige is a fucking great movie. Yeah, it is a really good movie. Did you see that coming? I was not. I don't. No. I don't particularly. No one saw that coming. Anyone who says they saw it coming is lying. There's no way. 
Like it was done so well. There's no way, and it was like that's twins, unless they read about it beforehand, and then are trying to be cool and be like, yeah, like I know that. There's no way. It was so well done, right? They did not. They never they really hinted, hinted at, at it, it no. ever until they well, were ready they to did. reveal it. They did, but so so subtly that you'd be like, there's no way. Like anyone... the only th- the only hint was like his mood towards Scarlett Johansson. One sometimes he seemed like super into her, and sometimes he was like, eh, whatever. That's the only thing that, if you're looking back on it, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, anyways, um, yeah. So it's just like anyone who does these things, like that, pursues these world records. Like there are people who have like multiple, like walking on a treadmill for a set amount of time. Like there's a guy who lives like in our city, that like has multiple world records on things like that like longest duration bang, uh, tapping a drum got a world record for that <laughs> like that's what i'm talking about like how far would you go what would you be willing to do to get a guinness world record like some people are maybe potentially cheating to get one but like what thing would you think you could do to get yourself a world record nothing that could I'm, be the world record I'm not I really don't have any interest in having a Guinness World Record. Um, there are people, there are people that I used to interact with on Twitter who um, tried to set the longest consecutive podcast. Yeah, I remember record. that. I don't know if they were successful or not. Let's imagine. Wow. Let's say like fell asleep midstream. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... Have you come up with an idea of what you could do? Or yeah, the food like, one. It's the food that's, one. You, that's you'd have to have like a camera on it at all times to prove that it was. Sure, the same I could do that for That's twenty easy. years. Yeah, you have to just get uh, like a super basic, like low res camera. You just have it backed up to like a like multiple hard drives. Done deal. You could do that. You could do that. I suppose you could. Yeah, and then I have a Guinness World Record. <laughs> and uh, do you know why? Like, it's like Guinness sponsors this thing so they could have these books in bars so that you could like read them in the bars. Like that's how this all started. I remember something hearing something like that. Yeah. So there you go. A little fun fact about the Guinness World Records. It's weird that when you say it, I almost never even associate it with the beer. It's, I, it's like its own brand in my head. The Guinness World Record, like. Nope, it's the stout. Same, uh, same. There's a, there's another one like that where like, oh, that's really the, you're the sponsor and like it's the same thing. Can't remember it now. It'll come to me off offline. But there's another one like that. I'm like really, like that's it's the same group that's doing that event and like they're these people as well. So, anyways, that was the uh, that was our intro. So if you stuck around after that, you didn't just stop <laughs> listening. Uh, we'll jump into it. So saw. So, uh, this post it's a canadian news channel i think like out west a bc mm. news uh, station or tv station had their like news cycle being posted with the comments that like uh, rotate every couple like seconds every 45 seconds a minute whatever and so one of them came up being like oh uh performers at the san francisco 49ers baltimore ravens super bowl reva mcintyre usher and some other person doing the performing. And so then now it's all over. It's all over social media. Like, oh, the NFL's rigged. Why are they putting these two teams as the teams in the Super Bowl when it hasn't been decided yet? And so inevitably we've gone back here. The NFL's rigged, right? It would appear that way. Um, I saw the same thing with CTV. was... It was on their ticker or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a theory for a long time coming down. Like, the, I guess the last three, they put out, like, a Super Bowl logo every year. And they always do it, like, near the beginning of the season. And the last three, or sorry, the last two Super Bowls have, like, perfectly matched. The team colors that have participated have perfectly matched the logo colors scheme. Um, and so this year it's purple and red. So everyone's thinking he's going to be 
Ravens and 49ers, and it looks pretty likely that that's what we're going to end up with. So, um, or at least that there's a it good chance. It could have been Vikings and Chiefs, eh? It could have been, but then the Cousins <laughs> got hurt, so they had to... They had to flip the script? Yeah, they had to reverse the script. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a pretty irritating theory, because I have to... It would be such a, like... So many people would have to know about this to, and uh, nobody, nobody leaking it ever, except for by accident on some weird news channel. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that's talked about far too much and it's very, very irritating. All the, all the game scripts, all the, the season scripts that the NFL, even like tongue in cheek made fun of this theory already by having a commercial where players and celebrities were reading through the script of this season um i don't think it's rigged like a same sort of idea like there's no way they could all keep that quiet in and then if there was like a a clandestine group of people that kind of just like altered things or like set things up or like setting up outcomes or like hey like this these calls need to be made in this game these calls need to be made in that game and like there's a smaller group of people that needed to know like i still think like that would take a lot of work and it's just like how do you plan for spectacular plays or so like there's always something that comes up and you're and it makes you because this is like in your head you're like man like is the nfl rigged so like today there's like the only like half hour of football i was able to watch today there was like a pretty sketchy pass interference call on the bills um and it didn't end up mattering but like it's just like it's something that happens like you you think they get the stop on third and ten and then like way late this fucking flag comes flying in and it's on this really weird like this guy set a pick but it was before Mahomes released the ball but they called it anyways uh pass interference um, but then like they ended up getting the stop on the next set of downs and then they march all the way down the field and they go to kick a field goal and they miss. Like, how do you plan that? Yeah. And so here we go. I'm just going to push you down this road a little bit. Um, have you ever seen the clips of when the undertaker and mankind were fighting on top of the cage, the giant hell in a cell cage? No. Anyways, the first ever Hell in a Cell match, they end up on the top of this cage. And then The Undertaker throws Mankind off of the top through the announcer's table. So that was spectacular and extraordinary. But you know what they already knew? Who was going to win that match? Mankind. So I don't know who won. I can't remember. <laughs> but the idea is that like the result was already predetermined. But all the awesome in between was not yeah but but the like for example again the bills kick was like two minutes left in the game it's a pretty makeable kick if he makes it they tie so unless like the kicker's in on it and like i'm just gonna pull the fuck out of this kick maybe there's uh like nano machines in the ball They're like hey hit the switch it's time oh wind gust see you later i don't know I just, it could be all explained. It could be. I just don't think it's true. But man, there are like people who are like into conspiracies could definitely build a case with footage to be like, yeah, here's my proposal. NFL's rigged. Welcome to my TED talk. So, yeah, that's just a, it's, I just want to know. Did the person who put that news clip out on that TV station get any sort of like reprimand for that? Like just to like, like well, hey, they're man. dead because they let out the secret. <laughs> <And> obviously, <laughs> Goodell put out the hit, and that person is dead now. Yeah, it's always called a commissioner, right? <laughs> oh man! So, well, that's at least that dream lives because next week in the conference championships we have the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City I hate this team Chiefs 
Um, and then obviously the San Francisco 49ers are the uh, other part of this graphic, and they're also in the championship game, and they're hosting the Detroit Lions. Heavily favored. And so uh, the dream is very much alive for that Super Bowl. That will be wild, though. Like, how do you ex- – if those two teams end up making it, how do you explain how that happens? The AI generates it off of, like uh, – no, like, How do you explain this, like – coincidence this coincidence where like this thing was leaked kind of, or but we're poo-pooing the idea that it's really a real thing but then it ends up coming true they're just gonna blame it on ai i think that's a, a that's an easy way to go with this um but yeah so we'll find out very soon if uh the case for rigged nfl is going to be compounded or debunked and we'll move on to the results of the divisional round so what was your favorite storyline, team win, game moment? Do you have something from this weekend of games that you're like, oh wow, this is uh this is the the thing I take away from the weekend? Um, I don't know. It was a pretty, except for like today's Bills Chiefs game, it wasn't a particularly exciting weekend of football. Um, the Houston game was over pretty early. I was hoping they would win. They did not. Um, they gave me watch at your place yesterday. I kind of tuned out after mm. we started playing Catan. Well, the pa- the Packers kicker missed the kick. Well, yeah, I guess that was a pretty interesting. Yeah, and that Lafleur like went to town. I was like, yeah, like he's unpredictable. So, <laughs> like, yeah, that that'll happen with our guy because he's not very good. <laughs> that's so, like, yeah. <laughs> that's so terrible. I actually kind of even forgot what game we were watching. Yeah, we started playing Catan, and then and I was uh trying to use your stove and that was a a whole thing in itself so i kind of forgot it was like an escape room <laughs> <laughs> i kind of forgot what but we were even watching a football game but uh yeah i don't know it was kind of pretty predictable results i think all of the favorites won mm-hmm. so of the teams that were remaining up all the home teams won so yeah i think storyline for me is maybe the lions because just that the fan base has always been very like rabid and supportive of their team, but they just had nothing to cheer about for a long time. And yeah, it's like a nice story. Jared Goff kind of got like discarded from the Rams. It was a kind of like an afterthought when he got to the lions and he's now potentially one game away from another super bowl. He'll have attended, uh, no second super bowl. Yeah, I was just going to check Second with you. Super you Bowl. made it a really boring Super Bowl against the, the Patriots. Patriots, right? Yeah, lost that one. But he could make it to another Super Bowl, and that is more than a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, and he's doing it playing pretty well. So that's pretty cool um, that they have all these fans that have like endured this and are now some of them are able to see it kind of like a parallel to like the maple leafs and like maybe that could happen for the maple leafs one day is that like all these fans <laughs> so far you're going you're, yeah you're comparing the leafs to the lions well like the lions have oh never God, won that's such a fucking insult but <laughs> the idea that there's so much time since the last success that that's accurate yeah and uh it's like oh this is kind of what it would be like all these old people being like oh i lived long enough to be able to see this because there's definitely people who have not. So um, I think that's my favorite. Yeah. So um, a lot of people theorizing that if the Bills didn't make it to a certain distance in the playoffs, that McDermott would lose his job. Do you think that he's going to end up losing his job over this? Um, I don't know. Initially, like we were talking about this before we started, I'm like, yeah, I think he's gonna get fired. Is that kind of like my understanding? Because like you can't keep getting to these places and like not be able to get by this team. Like they continually lose to the Chiefs for the most part in the playoffs. So if this guy's been here all the way, all the time through that, like we know what you can do. You can have a great regular season. You can game plan. You can ride the wave of like ups and downs of a season and keep your team motivated and all of those things. But when push comes to shove, like you've not been able to get to that next level. So 
I could see I could see him getting fired. I would not be overly shocked by it, but I could also see them retaining him in the same way that like people are openly questioning uh, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, right? Like he's had like nothing but success in terms of winning versus losing since he's become the coach outside of maybe that first season. Yeah. He's thing- turned it around and made that team something for people to be worried about. The thing I would say about Dallas is like if they were losing to the 49ers every year, I would understand maybe like thinking, oh, it's not really McCarthy. Um, the comparison I kind of drew when when you asked me before was uh, going back to watching the Steelers never being able to get it done against the Patriots. And the only time they ever really pushed through and won their championships during the Tom Brady era of the Patriots was when they I missed them. They lost like went those couple there's like two years where they lost early. Yeah, like the and, Colts beat them or the whoever else beat them. Right. The, and we just didn't have to play them Ravens because we just for whatever reason we couldn't beat everybody but them. And I think that maybe that's just the way that these bills are with the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs are a similarly dynastic team if that's even a word, but, um, and, uh, yeah, I think it looks like just for whatever reason, the bills don't know how to beat them. And maybe if you're just patient and you end up where the chiefs fumble it in the first round or whatever, and you end up missing them in the playoffs, or if you end up like, yeah, anyways, if you miss them in the playoffs, then you can get it done. And then I don't know. I don't, I can have find it hard to fault the coach when you have they've played twice now in the playoffs or three times and this all was the, the third time. As far as I remember, all the games have been very close and exciting, and like they lost today on a fucking missed field goal. I don't know how I don't see how that's McDermott's issue unless there's other stuff during the game where like they blew big chances to blow the lead open early or something. But yeah, I, I, I saw more of the game than you did. I watched almost all of it. Uh, the one part that like he got away with, like I think would have been a bigger talking point was it was fourth and five. And they saw that the chiefs were only had 10 men on the field. So they changed their play. They were going to punt and they called it just like a direct snap to DeMar Hamlin and he ran and was two yards short, so they turned it over on their on their thirty. So they was super short field for the Chiefs, and they got lucky. Uh, Miko Hardman was running into the end zone. He was basically going to score on the play, and as he was falling, the ball got knocked out like almost simultaneously to him hitting the ground. It was like so slight, but they overturned the call of down by contact, and it was a fumble through the end zone for a touchback. So McDermott got away with that. But if they score there, like I think that would have been the talking point of that entire game. That like that coaching decision is like part of the reason why the Bills don't get by the Chiefs. Yeah, but that's <clears throat> alternate universe because he got away with it. But that's also judging coaching decisions entirely on the outcome. Like if you notice that they don't have enough players on the field and you try to take advantage, take advantage of that, is that really like a terrible coaching decision or is it just not happen? Or is it like a sound decision that happened to not work? I think for me, when I was watching, it was like time of the game, right? Like it's still so early in the game. Like why put yourself in a spot where you know, your team is not stopping the chiefs. Why put yourself in a spot where, you're going to give them the opportunity to have a much shorter field to score points, right? Instead of having to do that over 70 yards, now then I have to do it over 30 yards. And Mahomes is good enough to make that happen. But again, like alternate universe because he got away with it. But I think it'll be things like that or that they think that he can't get it done anymore. Like that was it. And this season in particular, like they they went on a heater for the end of the season to get to the second seed, and that's pretty remarkable. But like, why were they in that position to begin with? 
So, I, like I said, I can see the reasons why he would be fired. I don't think he will. I think he'll still he'll get another shot at it um, because it's sustained success. They continually end up like this was like their fourth division win in a row. So, like, how do you argue against that? So, yeah, that's uh, that'll be an interesting one. But like, man, is it annoying to watch the Chiefs win over and over again? Yeah, like I said this at the time. The that uh, hissy fit that the Chiefs threw. Um, I can't remember what had happened, but it was like week ten or something. It's when no receivers could catch any ball. Yeah, but they threw. He threw it as he fit like in the ref's face. Mahomes did, and then they and all the cried about it. And they all everything. cried about it after the game. Anyways, that incident like completely flipped. My, like I'll never see them the same again. I find like I used to like kind of find Travis Kelsey like kind of funny, and Mahomes was like I just I liked Mahomes, and he was so good. Now everything, <clears throat> everything about these guys bother me now. It just flipped the switch, like. Something that I always found weird, like the way that uh, Mahomes' helmet is never fully on his head. It used to just be like this weird thing. Be like, why is this helmet so high? And now it like drives me crazy when I look at him. Like, why is your fucking helmet so high on your head? Because he's got such like fluffy hair. I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm like, sure that's what it is, like, but it still looks his headband stupid. Wrapped so tight. You see how tight his headband is? <laughs> like, um, yeah. Maybe like because it's so loose, he can always pretend like he's getting hit in the head, and that's why he gets all of those ridiculous calls all the time. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm just really tired of it. I'm tired of it because I'm in division with the Chargers. I'm just tired of seeing these guys win all the time. Like I need their like their peak to be done. I need them to be done their prime here, like sliding big time. So unlikely to happen i know which is terrible all right so we'll uh we'll move on and talk about another of the uh former raptors cornerstones being traded away so this week pascal siakam was traded to the indiana pacers for three first round picks uh, a bunch of guys i don't know well you know bruce brown yeah well won the chip in the in the denver last year and uh likes meeting with women <laughs> Uh, from particular industries. Good for him. Get it where you can. And, uh, yeah. And some guy from New Orleans as well. Yeah, he was like a throw-in. Yeah, to do deal with cash. In so the, Indiana gets cash from them. Yeah, he's in the G League. He shot like 2 of 15. That's good his news. first G League game, so that's uh, a very good pickup, obviously, but... Yeah. So we got a bunch of like bench players, some role players, um, and these three picks. So there's two this year, and then one in 2026, I believe. Yes. Um, and so, so far, what I've heard about it is that people are like, well, this is a weaker draft class. So like, why get two first round picks in this draft? And like, my thought about it is that like we're not done trading stuff, like or making moves. That's why this happened, which is accumulating draft picks to do something what that something is i have no idea i have no speculation i have no idea on like a target or a movement or who else we're looking to move or acquire or if we're just freeing up space to do some sort of like sign and trade business but like i just don't think we're done by any means because this seems like a intermediate move oh excuse me no uh sounds like they're not done um reports are that chris boucher is like more or less gone already um bruce brown jr who we just got and he paid ten thousand dollars to uh keep his number from uh indiana uh, sounds like he's on his way out already as well um and yeah i think anything else that's not nailed down is going to be fucking out of here um yeah, if you don't perfectly compliment Scotty Barnes' game, it sounds like you're going to be gone, and you probably should be gone because that's the way the team is going to be built moving forward. So if we can get something now, then we should get it and build it. Because before we had 
it was a weirdly shaped roster with a lot of guys who had like skills that didn't exactly either overlapping or they just like didn't complement each other at all. Um, just still what I don't understand about getting rid of OG, but anyways, I'm not going to start that back up again. Um, yeah, under very underwhelming, uh, return, I would say, uh, even if they are planning on using these picks to not make the picks, but to do something else, like their value has to be substantially lower because a, they're going to be late because it's the Pacers pick that they own themselves and they're, you a just made them better, and b they were already good and gonna have a pick somewhere in the twenties. Now it's gonna be probably the mid to high twenties, um, and then you have the least favorable pick between the Clippers and the Thunder, and the Thunder are a wagon, and they're gonna be in the in the thick of the Western Conference playoffs. So they're probably gonna be in the high twenties, if not like right around thirty. Uh, their pick so what do you really oh in a second no sorry that was the last that was the other trade that yeah um so yeah the raptors are <clears throat> considering that um masai Ujiri came out himself and was like well we're not particularly interested in anyone in this draft class they have the potential to be like heavily invested in this draft because if they stay around where they are and their pick ends up in the top six then we all of a sudden have three first round picks and the first pick in the second round. Right. So we, um, either somebody got a lot better that they didn't think was going to be good or like, I don't know. Maybe they're be drafting a lot of Andrea Bargnani's. I was going to say, maybe this is another Andrea Bargnani draft, man. We're just going to try to accumulate all the picks in the first round so that whoever is good, we're going to get them no matter what. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I was saying this earlier when we were talking about potential destinations. Like we needed to get something for Siakam, and like yeah, maybe it wasn't the best, but like that ship sailed, and we didn't trade them last season. Yeah, because spread off season. You could have spread the picks out, and I understand why they would want to do it so that more of the picks are are closer to now because you don't want to be dropped. Like you don't want um. Like Barnes's rookie contract to run out, and you still haven't made picks that were involved in trades that are meant to make your team better around him, right? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just this isn't the draft to be doing it, and the picks are going to be so late that I can't imagine what level of talent you're getting. So. Uh, hopefully the trade deadline it's quickly approaching like first week of february i think and uh yeah, it's february 8th i think yeah and uh i th- i would just love to know like what the plans are like we're already getting nothing out of this year's draft pick he's down in the g league not even really doing that well yeah i have no idea i don't even remember who it is grady dick Oh yeah, that guy and they fucked around with a shot apparently like, yeah was he what number was he though like number 10 uh no we, would, we made the play in so he would have been outside the lottery or the new lottery i guess um he wasn't that uh he would have been like 14 late. or something like that yeah i don't know i think he was earlier than that anyways regardless he's not panned out to be the sharpshooter he was touted to be no so the shooting accuracy is cratered as well yeah so we can always go to a 905 game and see him there. Anyways, let's uh, let's carry on. He was number 13. Uh, we'll carry on. Have you seen these new uh, jerseys for the NHL All-Star game? I have not. They are awful. Are they? <laughs> yeah. They're like the primary colors. There's like a blue, a red, a yellow. And then I I don't can't remember the last one is green. I want to, I'm just assuming because of like colors. But they look like kid jerseys. Looks like no offense to kid jerseys, but like they look amateurish. And like on top of that, why are there four captains for the NHL All Star Game? Like there's four teams now. Are they doing two? They NHL do a little All-Star like games? they do. I think they do like a three on three tournament. And so then, like there's no longer like an actual like real like hockey game. They do like a modified game now. And then, like, the winners of those two games play, like, a final game. 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, this is stupid. And then all of these... Oh, these are so bad. Yeah, and uh, I saw one with the, just the blue and the red jersey. Like, are you Team Cool Ranch or Team Nacho Cheese? And I thought that was really funny because they do kind of look like Dorito bags. Um, Team Cool Ranch, obviously. Yeah, it's obviously Cool Ranch. And it's Austin Matthews is the blue captain. Um, they're also paired with like a celebrity. So Austin Matthews is with the obvious Justin Bieber because they're boys. Oh. Uh, Connor McDavid is with some other guy, Sean Mendez, maybe. Uh, the Hughes brothers, they're captains of one team. All three of them? No, there's two. Not so three. Left one of them yeah, out. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and they're you guys are so good, but you're not. So. And they're they're paired with Michael Bublé. That's the crappiest one, I think, pairing. And then there, I can't oh, remember. Justin Bieber's pretty bad. I, I can't remember who the fourth one was or who the like celebrity captain was. Uh, the, the, the Will Arnett is one of them. Yeah, Will Arnett. Tate McRae. Oh, Tate McRae's with a... Isn't she... That's a girl, right? Yeah. Isn't she really hot? I don't know if she's hot or not, but like she's had like a super popular song. It was like number one for a couple of weeks on the Billboard charts. Yeah, it's Tate McRae, Justin Bieber, Will Arnett, and Michael Buble. And so I'm like, oh, man. Like, do you think the players outside of Austin Matthews got to like choose? Because I kind of think that the rest just kind of got paired up, and that sucks. All right. Kind of young looking, but yeah, that's why I was like, man, I reserved, I reserved comment for now. <laughs> if there's a two in front of her age, okay, like yeah. double digits. Anyways, yeah, she's twenty. We'll, we'll ask Mark what what he thinks. Yeah, Mark, let us know. <laughs> um, not the most trustworthy. <laughs> Anyways. So this whole entire format, like they're trying to like grow the game. I get it by pairing with like these celebrities, but like, there's no rhyme or reason to this. I don't think. Well, celebrities are also like terrible. Like Justin Bieber is. I get the Bieber like, one. A huge, huge star, but just nothing's going. Like he is not in the spotlight right now, so he's not drawing like a ton of people. And like you said, for considering we're involving or not we, but like the NHL is involving all of these like celebrities why have we still heard nothing about it i just heard about it today that's why i saw i saw yesterday i think it was i saw a a commercial during one of the football games but like even like will arnett has one of like the biggest podcasts in the world right now and you hear nothing about him being part of this and yep not being featured in any uh bubbly commercials either he's not taking the time out of his bubbly commercials to promote this michael buble um yeah, so all of that, um, I when I saw this, immediately thought, is this how they get Austin Matthews to participate and like do media and talk by letting him do it with his buddy Justin Bieber, and like Bieber just fields all of the stuff because he likes to do that, like I don't know, just very funny. Um, but yeah, the jerseys look like crap. This game doesn't look like it's gonna be drawing any sort of group, like. None of our friends have talked about it. Like, they're into hockey. I don't know. Like, I just find this very bizarre. And we live 15 minutes from where it's taking place. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm finally getting, um, like, ads or, like, promos on my social media feeds about, like, the Go Train. And, like, oh, like, sign up with the Go Train. You can win tickets to the All-Star game. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, maybe. But, like, I feel like I could just show up and get these tickets. Like, that's what it's, it feels like right now. Um. Yeah, so that's the NHL All-Star game, and their get-ups are awful. That's, they're bad. Real bad. Real, so real if bad. you're curious, just, just Google it. You'll see. <clears throat> um, speaking about weird All-Star game type events, uh, the Pro Bowl. It's being coached by the Manning brothers, Eli with the NFC, obviously. He spent his whole career with the Giants. And then uh, Peyton spent his whole career in the AFC with the Colts and Broncos. Um, does this make this interesting? Nope. Nope, and it hasn't been interesting in a long time, and uh, that's why so that's they where I change think, the format. That's where I think you know why it hasn't been interesting in a long time, because no. I'm sure it's exactly as interesting as it always has been. It's because we're no longer children, and that's true of all of these All Star games. They're interesting to kids who think it's a big deal, and then you grow up to realize not that big a deal. Well, you just know that it's all performative. Like there's no like. 
aggression. There's no like I need to win. Like the competitive fire is gone for this. There's no Sean Taylor destroying whatever that kicker Brian was. Brian Mormon. <laughs> That's very uncommon, right? That so, was great, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, there's no incentives. Like, the incentives are not there, I feel, like, how they used to be. Like, the winners of the Pro Bowl got, like, X amount of dollars. Like They don't get anything anymore? I don't know if they get anything that makes the needle move for them. Like, they make so much money now. Right? Like, the Pro Bowl used to be in Hawaii. So, like, that was like, yo, let's go to Hawaii on vacation. Like, I don't have the playoffs to worry about anymore. So, we can just be on vacation in Hawaii. Like now, there it's localized to wherever in the United States. I think it's being played in Orlando every year now. Like not San Diego. Oh, never mind. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, keep on keeping on. Um, but yeah, it's just just like another one. I get it. Like that. That would be such a kick in the. <laughs> just yeah, hey, you can't have a football team. We're just gonna have this crappy, low key budget version of football for you to have here. <laughs> Like, there's no fire. Yeah, one game a year. No yeah. one's going to care. And people are finding ways to not be a part of it. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's in Orlando. Um, What's why Orlando? I think just they logistically. Even have a field in Orlando? Yeah, like they play out the Orange Bowl or whatever. Um, the Orange Bowl's in Florida. Yeah. Um, or that, like, it's run by ABC. They have the contract. And so, like, the get the Disney link in there um, at least for the next couple of years, however long they have the contract for the pro bowl. But yeah, um, they're also just really trying to make Eli and Peyton Manning like a really big deal deal at ESPN. And like, I don't know if that is a thing or not. I don't have the results for the United States and the viewership of like a Manning cast and like how big it is because we don't really get that here. So mm-hmm. You pay these guys so much money to be part of the broadcast. You have to find a way to make them worth the money. Yeah, I'd be very curious to know if they like just tried it on like those double header nights. This isn't the first time, though, is it? That they're coaching? Yeah, maybe they not. Did last year too. Maybe. Um, I'm I'm curious to know just about their usage. Like, I know that ABC and ESPN they did like a double header Monday night. So if you send the A team out with like Buck and Aikman on like whichever game they want because of their contract, you let the Mannings do it as the only commentary for the night on the other one. And like we get to see it if we'll our minds would change. Like you gotta think Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, has some legitimate insights to the game. Yeah. And like I just even when I see the clips, it's always just like them being funny. Right, which is fine, like if that's what they want to do. But like you gotta think that guy watches this game and goes, Okay, this is what's happening here. Oh look that coverage is sliding down. Oh, they're still yelling Omaha, I did that. Right? Like so I don't know. I just I found I find it all interesting and you make a good point about uh all star games being less interesting because we know they're just torture. Yeah. The thing about like they have guys who do like it like Romo, for whatever you think of him, does a pretty good job of breaking down what's happening on the field. It's just people kind of aren't that interested in it. I don't think like not all the time. Like man, or Romo was like a huge deal when he first started doing it, and now people are kind of like sick of him. So maybe they're just like, oh, we don't. That's not really working. So yeah, which is funny because I think they're the best team. Yeah, probably. I don't have a problem with Romo, but maybe they're just like, well, Manning, at least Peyton, has like a legitimate personality. Get him to use that instead of like, and then even if they want to, they can always pivot to him being like super analytical. It's true. It's not like he's going to lose it. Got it. All right. Well, Dave, it's about that time. Oh, that's. And it's you playing videos. Yeah. Amazing. So good. All right. You ready for those grievances? <laughs> I am. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. All right. I'm going first. So uh, I've learned my lesson. All right. So uh, my grievance is that like, the basement renovation is basically at an end. I had an accent wall. <laughs> That's a grievance. 
No, that's not. Let me get there. You just inter derailed my. I I painting a picture, and you're just sm smudging all the paint on my canvas. So we had an accent wall, which was just more flooring that went up a wall because I, for every reason, they had more flooring. They didn't want to do baseboards. I don't know, but we had one. And then when the basement had its leak and they fixed it, we had the floor replaced. Like there's no way we'd have two different kinds of wood, one on the floor, one on the wall. So we pulled it off and we just said, all right, well, if they won't cover it, we'll take care of it. So this is the grievance that now we, air quoting, are taking care of it. Lindsay's going to paint it. She said she'd paint it, but we'll see. yeah, she will. Um, but I need to like remove all the places where the drywall was ripped because they had the padding glued onto the wall. And then like any of the nails that went through the wood into the wall, I got to do all that patching. So basically I spent my like late morning, early afternoon compounding. And so now it's drying. And then tomorrow I'm going to take a look at it, do some light sanding, and then probably apply another coat to make it nice and smooth and then sand again. Um, and that's the grievance is that I'm compounding and sanding. And anyone who knows anything about that kind of work is that it's just not a fun experience. Mudding is not fun. Oh, that sucks so much. So I guess like the silver lining is like at least I know how to do it. So I'm doing it and not paying someone to do it, but like it sucks ass and sanding is a nightmare and it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be my nose. It's going to be my eyes. It's going to be my ears. I'm going to shave so it's not in my beard, but like I just not looking forward to that. Setting yourself back on that Guinness World Record already. Yeah. Well, I just got to get a fresh start. They, this growth has not been verified. So um, yeah, that's my grievance. Yeah. Uh, mudding sucks. I never really do it i see people at work doing it i'm like i would never want to do that they like legitimately i don't know if they if they got smarter started using i think they started using like machines with vacuums and shit but i've seen people who mud and sand for a living and they're literally like covered head to toe in the fucking dust and i'm like who in their fucking right mind wants to live like that it's looks like the worst yeah so i'm sure this will be a, a grievance continued for me. It honestly might have been less work to just rip the, all the drywall down and put up new drywall. Yeah. I also thought about just putting another piece of drywall on top of that I drywall. When we were, there's the, the one wall in, in our den that, uh, we, it's, it was wallpapered and we hated the wallpaper. So we tried tearing it off <clears throat> and then re wallpaper. Uh, the first layer of, wallpaper came off like super easy because there was another layer underneath and that layer was like not coming off and i seriously thought about um doing that and in the end we ended up doing nothing it was just a hideous half torn apart wall but um yeah that's drywall is just the worst it sucks yep so well i'll let you know how this goes but yeah Okay, Dave, your grievance. Uh, my grievance is not knowing what the right thing to do is. So, as I mentioned last week, I'm being evicted, and I officially signed the notice of eviction today. Um, and so, uh, between being th that situation and just the fact that, like, with... Alicia not being able to work and just like money being tight. Anyways, there's two opportunities coming up. One of them I mentioned last week in Windsor. Um, so for reference, that's not close to where you currently live. Correct. It's hours it's away. Four hour drive there from where we are now. Yep. Um, I thought we'd mentioned we were around. Just to remind the listeners. All right. Paint the picture, Dave. And, um, but that comes with its own risks. Um, so moving down there, I'd have to sign a lease because uh, I plan on bringing everybody with me. So first of all, I have to change my address to my parents' address. And I guess there's like a – and then I was going to bring everyone down with me. Um, I'm not 100% sure how the – 
how it works, but so you get paid as a trout being someone who travels in our industry, uh, certain jobs will offer what's called LOA. So for this job, it was $135 a day for living expenses for living outside of your, where you currently for having to take up basically a second residence. Um, I'm not sure if someone found out if I was down there with my family. It sounds like if I kept an address here, so I'd like switch my official address to be like at my parents' place or something. Uh, it sounds like I would be okay um, down there, but there is also the possibility that whoever I asked was wrong and they find out, and then all of a sudden I'm out like 800 bucks a week that I thought I was going to be getting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the speed at which I would have to go. So I think like, nothing really has happened yet, but I've been in, put in contact with the people who can make it happen. And I think that would be like a, within a month I'd be down there. Uh, maybe even a little bit faster than that. And for us to get our house packed up and move down there in a month, not particularly realistic. Um, it would be very difficult. Yeah. Um, so... There's those things, and um, but I've also been not offered, but there's another opportunity that was I th- I always thought was kind of like a long shot, but in speaking to somebody today, um, or not today on Friday, in our union who kind of has those connections, he was saying he kind of like offered to allow to like set me up with those people to probably get in there. Uh, it's like the Ford plant and it's a ton of overtime. Anyways, moral of the story I'm dragging on. I'm sorry. Um, um, it's fine. There are a couple opportunities that I have to make a lot of money in a small amount of time, which would s- severely help my situation. Uh, both come with risks and rewards and I'm not sure what to, the best move is. And I'm afraid of, if I'm, if I miss out on, or if I decide not to pursue going to Windsor and then four doesn't happen, then like worst case scenario, I'm just where I am now, um, with work wise, but, uh, I would prefer to, cause it's like a significant amount of money I'd be making. I'd be working seven days a week and I'd be working like 30 hours of overtime at double time on top of my regular week. So a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. and it would change my family's foreseeable future um comfort wise with our finances so yeah i'm not really sure what i'm supposed to do have you just made the list like the good things that could come from this the 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 cons that could come from this and then i know those? it's more of so like the I think the we pretty much decided that the pros of of Ford are greater. the The problem is if I if Ford is happening in like late April, it's starting. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, by then this Windsor job will have been manned up, and they're not going to be hiring any more guys. So, if I decide not to pursue that then I'm putting all my eggs into all putting the majority of my eggs in that basket. Yeah. And then there's always the risk because that this guy, although he had good intentions telling me he could help me out, maybe it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then I've missed out on something I could have had for something I hope to had have, and then get neither. So I, are both of these definite or is one like 80% legit or are they both 80% and you just like they're both happening. It's like both these jobs are going to go on. It's whether or not I can get into them. Right. So, so do you have like, I not like a, do you have like a sure feeling or more of a sure feeling about one over the other? Um, I'm slightly more confident in being able to get to Windsor just because I think there's a lot, they need a ton of people and I think less people are willing to move up, move, like take the time and move to Windsor for like a year. Yeah. 
Um, so it'd be easier to make yourself one of those people. This Ford job is we have the manpower in our hall to man this whole job. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to be. And there's a ton of people who want to do it. There's people who in our hall that's like sit around and only do jobs like this. Like they're like, oh, I can work for like three months or six months and make more than I would make in a year doing what I'm doing. Like, I think if I, if this job, are there too many people for the number of people needed for the Ford job? Yeah. But you have, what do you mean too many? So like say the Ford job needs 50 people. Are there more than 50 people? Yeah. But it's like whatever the number is, it's a significant number. It's it's because they're converting the plant to an EV plant. So say the number is 500. Yeah. Are there 500 people or more than 500 people available for this or that would make themselves available for it? Are you competing for a spot? Probably. Got it. Well, you got to just got to make a call. Sometimes decisions are just decisions. You don't have to label them as like bad or good. They're just there. You got to pick one. So I don't know that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. Like, I don't think if you make the choice on one, then there is like a, oh, like all this bad stuff is coming. Man, no, neither option is bad. It's just, it was just, I'm just rehashing what you were saying about, well, like, I don't want to make a bad decision. Like, I don't think there is a bad decision decision to make. I don't want to take, I just hope that if I take the chance to go to Ford, and be able to stay more local and keep Alicia with the doctors that she's currently associated with. And the kids aren't as far away from their friends and grandparents and shit like that as they would be mm-hmm. in Windsor. Also like the moving and then moving again, it will be a lot for them and, and, and for me and for Alicia and the dog. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's just, because, like, say we go down there and, like, we put people into sports and stuff. They make friends. And, like, oh, sorry. This was temporary. We're leaving again. And we've already just done that to them 12, 10, 12 months earlier. Yeah. That's the other thing. If I get... If or maybe I, you love Windsor. Yeah, unlikely. Um, <laughs> Shots fired, Windsor. <laughs> um, like, they're always all, the other thing is, like, if I go to Windsor and I only last, like, eight months, which is a long time, I'll make a lot of money, but I might be on the hook for, like, three or four months of a lease. Got a sublease. Got to sublet that. So, yeah, that's all. Well, it sounds be... like you got to get those lists out and then take a look at them and then pick one. And then I heard you say that, like, you think the Ford one's the better one, but... That's something it's, you, all, it's only better if I think I can get it. Right. Well, what work can you do to get your name there? Not sure. Maybe that's the question to start asking. Hey, how do I get this guy, me, on this list? Well, I think I've already kind of started that because I've been taking, I've been making myself much more visible at like uh, union meetings and. I've been going to like their political action committee meetings and our shop steward meetings. Um, I just took this shop steward course the last two weeks. I go to all the union meetings. And so that's kind of why this was even presented to me at all, because I was at the end of the last course. um, I took the, our business agent runs the course and he, or one of them, and I asked him before I left, I said, hey, like, this is kind of my situation. I'm thinking about going to Windsor. I'd love to go to Ford, but, like, I don't know if I'll be able to get in. So I – and he was like, oh, like, I could, I could get you in. Like, I could give you the contact to these people and get you in. I was like, oh. Because it's kind of, like, out of the blue. I didn't expect – that's not where, where I expected the conversation to go at all. Mm-hmm. I just – I was more or less asking him that stuff about, like, if I move everybody and losing the LOA. Um. So yeah, I don't know. So I think like like we were saying about the work I could do. I think that work had started already it, with the involvement of of put into certain things. So. Well, and like you got to tell them that you drive a Ford. 
It's true. I do currently drive a Ford. Like, I love Ford. I've loved Ford my whole life. That's why this is be such a great opportunity for me to see this. <laughs> I love electric vehicles, too. Yeah. I got to get an earpiece, and then you just like, yeah. Are you ready, John? Okay. <laughs> Feed me the lines. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, I hope that you talking about this some more, like hearing yourself say these things will provide you with some more clarity. It did not. Well, not now, but I'm sure you'll be continuing to think about it. And you're like, oh, this is what I said. This is what I said. Maybe this will be like information that you go back to Alicia with and go, hey, like, hey, what about this? Or I thought this or any more ideas? I don't know. Oh, I also left out the best part last week when I when I disclosed that I was getting evicted. Um, I left out the best part. And the best part being that I found out in uh, mid-November. Uh, Alicia found out in January. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed that she let you live and that you're here still recording these podcasts because like, that's definitely something that you could have been wearing concrete shoes for. She was mad, but I, I, st- if, I would do it the same way again. Like She, didn't, she does not handle that kind of news particularly well and she was already really stressed out with christmas shit and i was like she doesn't need this right now it's not going to change anything we're not going to do anything now so she can find out later yeah and did, how did she respond to that she, did she, she say, was angry did she say you should have told me yes she did but then like we we're having another conversation about something else and like she kind of like reacted a certain way too and i was like you understand now this is why I chose and like, and why I, like you can tell me until you're blue in the face that I should have told you. And I will sit here and tell you that I made the right call to not dump all this on you in the middle of Christmas season. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I would not be breathing if I did something like that. So yeah, but we, the moment I know something, I have news. I'm like, yep, I got news. And then I just share it and then it's over. So I tell her other stuff. Like I got a weird text message today. I got a text. It says, hi, long time. No see. How have you been lately? I was like, I don't Sorry. I don't have this number on my phone. Who's this? I was like, Oh, my name's Evelyn. Is this Adeline's number? And then she sends me this picture. Yeah. It's but, spam, bro. And then, and she's like, and she's like, oh no, sorry, blah blah. Anyways, I showed her that. That's news. That's yeah. No more, just one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for this. It was uh, long and winding and meandering, but we got there. Difficult decisions. This way, sounds like a lot of. Sounds like a lot of criticisms. What? Long and winding and meandering. Not exactly how you want to be described. No. <laughs> it just was. I know. You I, took me I'm on long, a journey. I'm you long. painted a picture, a large picture. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to those gratitude. So, uh, Dave, what's your gratitude? It's an invisible link. Um, I can steal yours. Yeah, go ahead. I got no. two. So you can take you can take that one. Take it. Just take it. Uh, I won't take the whole thing. I'll say that it was a pleasant su- – I said this to you last night. It was pleasantly surprised with – how not awkward it was between Brent and I at your place yesterday. Uh, we hadn't really spoken since that whole thing about trading in the preseason and whether or not you have to keep all the players that you get. And I uh, saw him for the first time because he moved out of province a few years back. and uh, Like eight was, years ago. Yeah. And uh, it was fine. We didn't like have a sidebar and have like a long chat or anything, but... We interacted. It was fine. It was cool. That's good. Yeah, my my gratitude, that's a, a part of it, was uh, our friend Brent was back in town, and uh, he was interested in, like, having a get-together, and, like, he's not always up for that. So it was nice that he was feeling up, up to it. And, yeah, we got a, in the words of Chris Gibson, we had a big turnout. Um. Didn't even a spot to park in the driveway is how he described it. Um, yeah, so we had a, a boys' night in, watched the uh, 49ers-Packers game, got a game of Catan in, and that was, that's always fun. And, uh, yeah, it was just good to see him, good to see everybody, and that uh, it looked like everyone had a good time. 
And uh, yeah, those are the those are the things that I'm always looking forward to. So it's good that it happened. Mm-hmm. So good time. yeah, and uh, second part of that was of uh, my gratitude is that I went to activate finally. So for those of you that don't know, it's a like a game facility where there are multiple rooms, and each room has like a specific game style, and they have different versions of that game. So like, for example, there's a game where the floor has a bunch of different lights on it and you have to get to one side from the other by only touching specific colors. And then while you're trying to do that, there's like waves of another like row of like danger lights that you have to avoid kind of like a maze, like in a video game. So like, that's how all these rooms are. They have different ones set up with different things you have to do. So I did that with Lindsay and her sister and husband and the, all of their kids minus Evelyn because she's too small. Um, they went and did it. And that was like their like our niece and nephew's Christmas gift. So we got all together to do that. It was a ton of fun. Everyone seemed to really enjoy it. And like we got to spend time together. So that was uh, the second part of my gratitude is that we got to do that. So good times. Sounds like fun. Yep. And uh, before we get away, uh, there's a special occasion coming this week. Is there not a special occasion this week? Oh. <laughs> Sneaky, Dave doesn't want to talk about himself. Uh, so, it's Dave's birthday this week. You got anything uh, lined up for yourself? Got anything like a special dinner you're going to cook? A special dinner that likes being had out somewhere? Is there like a, you've been dropping hints that like daddy would love a this for his birthday? And daddy like to kids, not to Alicia. Uh, no, not really. We're going to Grey Wolf Lodge, unrelated, next weekend. So, so maybe the Chino for the for an evening. The Chino Casino. Oh, uh, the Chino. I would love that, but probably not. Yeah, just uh, letting the clock go go by there. Number number thirty eight. Yeah, two years before I can. So tell everyone I'm a man. You gonna start practicing now or test it out, see how it feels? Not right now. Um, but yeah, well, happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Make sure we make you really uncomfortable as you are right now. It'll actually be today when this episode drops. All right, well, happy birthday. Thank you. And now we're saying goodbye. Bye-bye.